Cambridge Savings Bank, my official bank, gets to the heart of what you need for your business. Achieving your goals is their number one priority. Because after all, you're the only one that really matters. Learn more at cambridgesavings.com slash corporate banking. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The dynamic duo. Don't feed me crap. Of Boston Sports Radio. Yeah, get it right, stupid. Felger and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Matt takes the snap, pressured, he spins, he's hit, he's dropped. Ball comes loose after the play is ruled out. Jumps the Vikings hurt. get their second sack of the night. Matt Jones slow and rising. And the Patriots now to face a fourth and 16 from the 39-yard line. Trent Brown got smoked backside again. Stevenson off the left hip of Jones. He takes the snap. Four-man rush. He's pressured. He steps up. He's hit. He's going to want to block. Thrown backwards from the one and a half. A meeting at the quarterback. Four Viking defenders eventually there to Matt Jones. And the Patriots with 40 seconds to go. Running out of time. Running out of field. Yeah, you, you ain't going to beat anybody if your six can't block four. Hi there, everybody. Welcome into the program. Program Maserati on Tuesday, November 29th. Those were the two fourth quarter sacks of Mac Jones, both coming in the last four minutes of the ball game, which is a way to get us into Greg Bedard and a big boy Tuesday from the Boston Sports Journal. Joining us from our town for entire studios here in Waltham. Big boy, what did the film show? We're going back to Thursday, but we can spin it forward to this week and the rest of the season. What did the film show you? on Thursday, and how does that relate to what the Patriots have going forward? We'll start on offense, since that's the sound that we played there. What what did the film show you on offense? The film showed on offense that, look, the offense was better, Mac Jones was better, but it still showed their shortcomings, um, especially under stress in the fourth quarter. I mean, basically, after the Mac Jones to Devontae Parker 40-yard dime bomb, the Patriots were borderline dysfunctional on offense for more than the final quarter. And you cannot win a game, an NFL game, against a good team without scoring a touchdown in the fourth quarter. What was that And they num- didn't even come close. Right. What was that number you gave me uh, last night on TV? Of the 16 plays after that Devontae Parker catch, what was it? Of the 12? Of the, 12 of the-, of the 16 plays were either an incompletion for one yard or went backwards. You hear that one, Maz? 12 wow. of 16. 12 of the 16, you said one or fewer yards or no or f- one negative one? One or fewer. Got it. Yeah. Keep going. And the Patriots only that, by the way, but I'll two of their 16 plays went for more than three yards. So they had the screen pass. Yeah. They had the first down slant to Kendrick Bourne and then a three-yard run. That was basically their offense for more than a quarter down the stretch in a game that they had to have. And... Some of that, I mean, I, I went through it and I broke down all the plays over at bostonsportsjournal.com and I think I, I came out to, I had seven and a half. So basically they had 13 bad plays in the game, in in that stretch. Seven and a half I put on coaching, five and a half I put on player execution and that includes the quarterback. I mean, th- that third down sack and I heard, you know, Maz making a big deal out of it yesterday, which he should have. Thank you. Um, for once. Uh, you know, the third down sack when Trent Brown decided to cut block. And I don't 
I don't think that Trent Brown set out to cut block. I think that he was late coming off the ball, and that was the only way that he thought he was going to get a piece of the outside rusher. So that's why he cut block, and he missed. And yes, he gave up quick pressure. But there was a play to be made there to Devontae Parker if Mac Jones just stands in there and says, I'm going to take a pop, I'm going to deliver this ball. And those are the type of plays that are between winning and losing right now for this team. And, uh, you know, while I don't think it's Mac-centric, the failings of this team over the past couple years, I think it's more about, you know, the offense overall and and how he was a rookie last year. Uh, I do think that play illustrates sort of the shortcomings of this team. And so I think, yes, for three quarters, the Patriots played some good offense. What does it mean going forward? So all of that, you know, is it just like another week where you say, I still don't know if this is ever going to work? Correct. Work at a high level. You know what I mean? I mean, that's sort of where I'm at with that. It's like, how many more of these do you get before it is what it is? I mean, you know, look, we're, what, 11 games into the season now? And, you know, you look at it, and right after the Parker play, the play comes in late from the sideline. They get out of the huddle late, and they get to the line, and Hunter Henry has his hands up going, what play are we running? And then you have two players running into each other in the left flat. On first and goal from the sixth, this team is not good enough to throw away plays at any point, especially in the red zone, especially in goal-to-goal situations. And so not only did you have that on that, the next down, they ran when their stupid gun runs, pull the guard, nobody blocks anybody, it goes for one yard. Like, that's not an NFL offense. It is. I don't care what they did for the first three quarters. That's They are still not an NFL offense for four quarters. They are a... 45-minute offense at best at this point. Wonderful. You had Great. A, you had a suggestion, Mess? Yeah, I think that, would you say 12 of the 15 plays were zero or backwards? Uh, 12 of the 16 plays were one yard or less. Okay, 12 of the 16. So it would seem to me, and you said, so some of them went backwards. Yep. Okay, so like that feels like a formational thing to me. Maybe you should just line up facing the other way. How about how about they get in the red zone and instead of running, you know, these double reverse for minus seven, how about you just get in like a, a power formation and just inch the ball forward? Because you really can't do more than that at this point. I mean, you know, great. The offense was better. They put up more points. They are a 45-minute offense at best. Good what? luck with that. Uh, you can join us, talk some football with Greg at 617-779-0985. What did the tape show you on defense, and what does it mean? Absolutely zero has changed since last year. Which it means? Which means they can't stop decent to good offenses. You know, with a capable quarterback, uh, with multiple receivers, and a running threat. That they, uh, they they can't defend it. I mean, what was the difference between that game and and every game down the stretch last year? You know, including that they're that better teams, Kevin O'Connell coached circles around Steve Belichick and Bill Belichick. It, fe- it felt that way. And they right? had they had much the Patriots had basically all day to plan for this game. They had the bye week and then they played a team that they just played. So they didn't have to do any work on the Jets. So they could spend all of their bye week getting ready for this Vikings game. Meanwhile, the Vikings bye was in week seven, and they played a bunch of unfamiliar teams, including the Cowboys, you know, out of division prior to that. And they came out, and they had a much better plan on both sides of the ball than the Patriots did. By the way, I looked up some of the numbers that they could see. We've talked a lot about this in the last couple of days. Third down, red zone, fourth quarter. 
The Patriots right now, this season, ranked 25th in the NFL in fourth quarter scoring. So, I mean, and the teams behind them, I mean, you want to talk about the garbage of the garbage. We're talking about landfill. Uh, Rams, <laughs> Houston, you know, Chicago's been better of late. Denver, whose offense sucks. I mean, like, those teams are all the teams that are behind the Patriots in fourth quarter scoring. I mean, we, you know, we talk about, you know, being under stress. And that's, that's, the, that's the measure of a good offense and a good coordinator and also a good quarterback. That you're good in the fourth quarter, that you're good on third down, and you're good in the red zone. Absolutely. And the Patriots are awful on all three. Awful. What does this all mean going forward against Buffalo? How do you look at this matchup? Well, I mean, you know, look, do I give the Patriots a puncher's chance? Yeah. You know, I look, a year ago at Gillette, they were, what, a J.C. Jackson catching an interception in the flat from basically tying the game in the fourth quarter? People forget it was a competitive game. Yeah, it was. And I think that's where that's where a lot of Bill's comments last year about like you know was it a one off or or you know what have you everyone will look at the punts but Bill will look at it as like it was a one score game in the fourth quarter you know yeah the last game okay the Bills in the playoffs the Bills played a perfect game they're never going to play better they probably won't ever play as good as that you know Josh Allen probably won't play as good as that as long as you know, you put the game on him and you make it Josh-centric. At some point, him handling the ball, running, throwing, if it's 50 times in a game, he's going to make mistakes. That's just who he is. It's just like Andrew Luck when he was with the Colts, when he didn't have a running game. Andrew Luck would make mistakes. But, you know, I do think that the I think this will be competitive. But to me, this is all about, this is a referendum on Bill on where he is in terms of his, especially his defensive program, his personnel skills, and his planning skills. Because there are no secrets. The Bills, you know, they don't have Von Miller this week. So the Bills, basically offensively, they're pretty much the same team that they were last year. They've had a year to get ready for these games. Tell me Bill is going to have something in his bag of tricks. Yes, you were shaking your head about something over yeah, there? Yeah, I was just, again, because I, I was I was looking up the actual numbers, updated now completely through uh, week 12 of where the Patriots are. And as I said, 25th in the uh, 25th in the fourth quarter in scoring, 25th on third down percentage overall, and 31st in the red zone. I mean, you are literally in the bottom, you know, call that what, uh, 20% of the league in everything, in every key metric as it pertains to clutch play. Third down. Red zone, fourth quarter. They suck at all of them. They suck at all three. To me, this is a big one for the coaches where we got to see them. And I, I think on both sides of the ball, right, is there any answer for Josh Allen? Anything? Because it's been a while since you've had any sort of answer for Josh Allen. That, that's, that's an obvious one. But <clears throat> offensively, you guys tell me, when's the last time they ran a trick play? On, on offense. I mean... Other that than worked? Like, you know, like a jet sweep or an end around or no anything, have they thrown a double? Well, pass? there was the Dante, uh, the the Tycon Thornton end around for a touchdown. Okay, so you know, like yeah. an end around, you know, in a you know, in a blowout against the Browns or a jet sweep or end around. I think you know, was it a reverse or just an end around? I I can't remember the last time that there was Kendrick Bourne had a tackle for got tackled for a loss last week. What was that play? I'm blanking on it. It was a it was a handoff to the running back to. So it was. So it, it was some kind of reverse action. I don't know. I, I just I, – I know we're dealing with uh, paint-by-numbers offensive coordinating and rudimentary offensive coordinating. Don't you think they're going to need something special to win this game? Yes. You know, I mean, not just winning the turnover battle, but they're going to they're gonna have to conjure some points. 
And so, you know, any answer on defense for Josh Allen, obviously, but offensively, if, if they've been holding anything in their back pocket, now's the time. How's Buffalo on special teams? Uh, Greg, how's Buffalo on special teams? Uh, good question. So, look, I, I just think, the, but I think this is who they are now, and I, I, I'm, like, loathe to even ask the question because you say, well, how many plays are you talking about and what are your odds of getting a special team score? But I think that's where they are. I mean, I, I do. I think that the rat spot where, where Marcus Jones have to have a 50-yard return to take a punt back to win a game or they have to block a kick to win a game. I think they're that kind of team now. That's the only way they're going to beat according, someone who can score. According to Football Outsiders, Buffalo is third in special teams. New England is ninth. Okay. Well, top 10 special team battle coming your way. Woo! You can do that on your own time. You want to talk about anything else? 617-779-0985. To you right after this. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a Point32 health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. Baby on the way? You should look into cord blood banking with Viacord, and there's no better time than right now. Viacord is offering incredible cyber savings until December 2nd, so, for just dollars a day, you can start planning for your family's future health. Visit Viacord.com. That's V-I-A-C-O-R-D.com to learn all about Cord Blood's benefits and take advantage of Viacord's best price of the year. V-I-A-C-O-R-D.com. Exactly what was it you heard? It's Belger and Mads. Oh. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Cousins from the 16 under center, takes the snap, extends with a play fake, awesome. drops back, steps up, steps up, throws to the end zone, left, caught by Thielen, back pedaling to the pylon, touchdown Vikings. So they do, it's a double crosser between Thielen from one side, Jefferson from the other, pick your poison. You had to hit the putter, huh? Third we touchdown pass of the night for Kirk Cousins. And off the field, the extended drive. Backbreaking penalties. Simple concept for the crossers. I don't know why we don't run more of these. Kirk Cousins, uh, third touchdown pass, Greg. Did the Patriots get beat by an elite quarterback? No. They get beat by one of the high-end quarterbacks? Yeah, I would say he's a, you know, top 15 quarterback. A good quarterback with a really good offensive coach. Maz, what about it? Did they lose to a good quarterback? No. <laughs> what do you want to crack? No. Good-ish. He's all right. I mean, that's what he is. He's all right. So that it's makes like, it worse, Mass, is what you're saying. Yes, it totally makes it worse. Again, I, uh, look, I get it. He's functional. But I still look at Kirk Cousins' career record, and I say, he sucks on the road. He uh. sucks in the playoffs. Like, exactly. That's exactly what I say. I go, uh. Eh. Uh. That's exactly it. He I, he is your classic. He'd be good. Be, he'd be a good Patriots quarterback. You know why? He beats the bad teams. He beats the bad teams. He loses to the good ones. So what are you saying about the Patriots? I'm saying they're bad. Okay. okay. Mediocre at best. That, they, that one to that me was the other night. Tony Maserati. Ugh. To okay. me, that one was effect, effectively a draw. The other night, there's similar kinds of teams. Just Minnesota's won the close games, and you haven't. 
to your calls, as promised. We'll lead it off with uh, Feeney in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Feeney. Ugh. Hey, what's up, fellas? You guys uh, you guys teamed me up perfectly. I was calling about something you said yesterday, but it's exactly what you're saying right now. You guys are putting Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins on the same level as average quarterbacks. I believe that Kirk Cousins is above average, and it's for three reasons. Um, competitiveness, swagger, and uh, what was the third one? Competitive swagger. I don't know what the third one was, but his team rallies around him. He's got the fierceness in him to get over the top. You know you're not elite, Feeney, if you have three elite traits and you forget the third. Okay, that's when you know you're not elite. And those feel intangibly. I think he's a good quarterback. And I think he lost to a good passing game in a dome. And uh, so you lost to one of the better teams. It's not like uh, you lost to some scrub. So, But that, to me, doesn't make me feel any better. I mean, for you to be a real team, to actually do anything, to be what you want to be, you have to beat those teams, and you've been able to beat those teams for two years. So, no, that doesn't make me feel any better. Tim and Nashua, go ahead, Tim. Greg, 26 points, that's including all the field goals. Tell me how, with the same offensive line, the time that Mac had, how did Zappi do it, marching up and down the field? I don't care about his name. Forget about Zappi's name. How did he do it, Greg? And can you go down to the Foxbow and ask Bill, how can he do it and Mac can't do the same thing? Okay, could Zappi have done better in that game? No. And, uh, I mean, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Um, But I will say this. First of all, Mac was under pressure in that game. I had the pressure rate as 40% in this game against the Vikings. Zappi never faced anything, I think, above 20%. And Zappi went against two of the worst defenses in the league at the time in the Lions and the Browns. And the Vikings aren't great, but, you know, by advanced analytics, they're 19th against the pass. I mean, they're not horrid. The Browns and Lions were horrid. That's how Bailey Zappi did it. Dave is in Attleboro. He's up next. I still can't believe we're getting Zappi And the defense, you know, gave them leads. Go ahead, David. What do you got? Hey, listen, this question for Greg. How you doing, Greg? Hey, David. Hey, listen, quick question. Uh, do you think Bill is just trying to coast along to get to the Shula record, or do you think he's really committed to playing championship ball? It's kind of, with the staff he's got, it's kind of a murky question. Okay, I have an answer for this, but I'll let Greg go first. I think Bill wants, he desires to play championship ball, absolutely. You know, I think he wants a title, especially to match Brady and shut up and, you know, I can win without Brady, put all that stuff to rest. Do I think he is willing to do what it takes like he did when he was younger? No, I do not. And I think he is he is now in the mode, and this latest Jelani Tavai contract extension is another example of it, is that he just wants he wants to be surrounded by his people, his kids, his buddies. He wants players that just say yes to him, that don't challenge him. He doesn't want to have to deal with, uh, do I want to take on this talent headache and deal with that? Or do I just want to go with a guy who's lesser who I know is going to do what I want? I think I think Bill wants to win a championship. I don't think he wants to do the things necessary anymore to win a championship. That thing. Yep, that thing. Would he take winning? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. He'd Who rather, wouldn't? You'd rather win than lose? Yes, he'd rather win than lose. But if it meant uh, him actually having to hire a coaching staff that would challenge him or that he would have to, you know, spend more time with or would cause more work for him, more money for him, et cetera, get in the way of his kids, whatever, uh, no, he wouldn't do it.
where in the past he was forced to because he had to, you know, fight for his job or his legacy or whatever. What, so he's past that. So I, I, I think he's less motivated to win than he used to be. Would he win? Would, does he want to win? Yes. But you can be less motivated to win the next championship than you were. Oh, I don't think there's any question he's less motivated. I mean, I do you think what's more important to him? Another Super Bowl or Shula's record? Shula's record. Record. Agree. Agree. That's he's, it. I mean, I, I think he wants both. He'll take a championship. But I think that other thing is more important to him right now. I mean, if you ask him, he's already got eight rings anyway. 617-779-0985. Tim and Blackstone. Hi, Tim. Hey, Greg. After watching the film, did you think that the Pierre Strong punt block attempt was called? There was that freelance. He starts on the outside as a gunner that moves up to the line. And the down and distance just didn't make any sense at that point of the game why you would rush the punt there. Uh, there's just too much to lose with you getting the ball back with that time of the game. Uh, what do you think of that? It's a good question. I have not watched the film on that. I will during one of the breaks, and I will answer that at some point. Okay. I mean, he's absolutely right from a down and distance standpoint. It's fourth yeah. quarter, tie game. You're about to get the ball. Right. Like, what are you doing? I said this yesterday. You didn't, you didn't, got, that's not like a gotta have it kind of moment. No. And there's no way he freelanced. You, you needed to try and block the last one. Right. You know, not that one, but either way, you think there's no way he took yeah, that. Yeah, I no, mean, especially no with way the way he freelanced. Where Pierre Strong is in his career in terms of, you know, he barely made the roster. He's barely active. Like, you know, he, he doesn't go to the bathroom unless Belichick says it's okay. <laughs> yeah, there's especially no way that, now. That, I, I actually, I think he went to the bathroom on the sidelines when Bill started yelling at him. <laughs> Sorry, Masco. No, there's no way. There's no way he did that without being called. And again, it was the Jonathan Jones play, the exact same play, but from the opposite side. Right, Strong was on the left, Jones was on the right. Before the snap, both of them broke from their guy on the outside and then sprinted towards the punter. So it was the same play. It was totally called, which was stupid. They didn't have to block the punt there. They were going to get the ball. Spencer is calling us from Knoxville, Tennessee. Go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, uh, Greg, would you say that uh, the offense is so bad that they don't have time to go over situational football? I mean, I remember these videos of Bill, like what is football life, where he's talking situations that he's, and he's telling the offense, all right, now it's third and 20, now it's third and this, you know, and putting them through the ringer. Are they doing that in practice still, or are they still trying to figure out, you know, plays and things like that? Spencer, it's a great question. The The circumstantial evidence as to far uh, how they play situationally, red zone, goal to goal, uh, you know, all that stuff, would tell you they have not worked on it enough. And I would subscribe that they did not work on it enough in training camp. You know, this is a team, you know, and I heard, you know, Matt Castle at times on – uh, the post game show over, over at NBC, and they they would get in arguments. I think with you know Curran about like you know Matt Castle would be like, oh, it's not unusual for you know the Patriots in training camp to work on new stuff. We worked on stuff, new stuff all the time. Matt doesn't understand. He wasn't down there every day. Like this wasn't a new package or a new set of plays. This was an entirely new offense that they wasted the entire training camp on every single day, and you are now seeing the effects of it. This is why I ranted and raved in August, that it's not working, it's not getting any better, you need to scrap it now, or I think, Maz, you asked me at one point, you said, you know, if they, you know, when can they get okay on offense? And I said, at best at the middle of the season. And that's, you know, sort of where we are. 
So you know what? I think I had this. Uh, I think I have this right, and maybe you could tell me if I'm wrong. At the first play after the interception. Okay, so they intercept Kirk Cousins. They return it to was it the 11 or the 17? Either way, deep down there in Minnesota territory. I think the first play was like a easily identifiable straight stretch running play that gained a yard or lost a yard or whatever. And it's sort of like, I don't know, it bugged me at the time because right after a, a turnover, don't you usually go up top? It was, it was, I have it noted. It was an outside zone run. It was an outside zone that, run. Like one of them, one of the few that I could really identify because yeah. it clearly, he clearly stretched the ball. Yep. It was clearly on the perimeter. And it was like, okay, like that's your shot play. Like that, that's the play you're going to dial up right after you get some big momentum, big turnover deep in their territory. It's like, I can just feel Patricia over there going, okay, now let's hit him with it. As opposed to, you know, what? Going up top or something you're more comfortable with or something that works versus these stupid zone runs that don't work. I, I That one it just bugged me. I know it was only just one play, but it bothered my, me. My, I mean, just look at the So, so they, go the next outside play, go ahead, zone, yeah. Yeah, they go outside zone run, which they stink at. Then they do the seven-yard reverse that goes backwards seven yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went from first and 10 to third and 14. They got to take a check down. Put that together with after the Devontae Parker reception they are dysfunctional they stink these the, these are the opportunities where you have to score touchdowns and not only are they not scoring touchdowns they're not coming close like they are they, it, it's not better and when they get under these stressful situations like people are like oh yeah you know great opening script great coming out of the halftime you know all that's wonderful what do you do when it counts fourth quarter third down red zone they stink across the board. Once again, they went backward. <laughs> it was seriously. So they, imagine, is, they start lining up the opposite way. No, I would. I'd go to the line of scrimmage and then turn around. <laughs> Can and you do that? Is that legal? Uh, three up, three down with Bedard right after this. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a point thirty-two health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Felger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Felger and Mass, 95, the sports app. And now it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Belgrin Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. 
That right, three up, three down with Greg Bedard, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey when it's game time. It's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three studs, three duds. From Thursday night's loss to Minnesota, who's your number one star for the Patriots, Greg? Matthew Judon. He, um, while he, you know, didn't have a dominating, quote-unquote dominating game, and I, I he freelanced at times in this game, and I didn't like some of his drops in the coverage, but he had eight impactful plays in this game. Next closest on the team was four, so it's Judon for me. Again. I went I went to Vontae Parker. I thought Parker was pretty good. I had a hard time finding a dominant pick. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah! I believe that we will win! I believe that we will win! Do not call that. I, I don't, that count? back. USA just scored against Iran in case uh, anyone wants to know what happened. Do not call that back. <laughs> I think Pulis got to get in the Jimmy, too. Okay. The poor Iranian goalie's going to have to be, you know, stretchered off the field. Or is that Pulisic? No, it's Pulisic. Oh, Jesus. Go Get up. You're fine. You're fine. It was worth it. You're fine. Get up. Bring out some of that spray. If they call this back, he was not offsides, mother bleeper. Oh, that's a good goal. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's a good goal. The first guy wasn't offsides? Nah, well, that's it. the guy. That's, oh, what a oh. collision. That's the guy that Dest is the one you got to worry about. He was yeah. not, though. Okay. He was not. Oh, he got that knee right in the hog. He's fine. Is there an appendage? That Get up. Like a Seriously. Digit? That was a good ball right there. He Only got the kicked right in the onion. Officials aren't doing uh, <laughs> Do not take that off the board. Oh, that's a gutsy goal. Talk about a nose for, for a the soccer neck. weenie, oh. yeah. He stuck his face right in there. That's like Felino. <laughs> Where were we? Who was your number one oh. star, Maz? Uh, Devontae Parker. I had a hard time identifying like a Patriot player in this game who was great. Like, it would be easy to say Jones, but the fourth quarter was a disaster. And there there was not – I don't think there was a clear one number one up for the Patriots, but I went with Parker. Okay, number two, Parker. You know, I thought this was his uh, – one of his best games as a Patriot. He had the other one that was really productive. But uh, I thought his ability to go down the field – I wish they – I want them to use him more. They need to – like, the, the Kendrick Bourne fade pass. Why isn't that Devontae Parker? extend him be the physical guy you know yeah mac jones went to the right place with the matchup but that's got to be parker come on play baller i went hunter henry second i thought henry was good in this game and again you look at the numbers you say three catches 63 yards or whatever it was 21 yards per catch doesn't feel like much overall but he had a touchdown call back that should have been a touchdown he had a touchdown as it was so really it should have been two scores i thought he was more involved in this game than any game all year Third, third star. Lawrence Guy. I thought really good run defense. He was the bulldog inside. Godshow also did a, a, a nice job inside, but he had a couple minus plays. I didn't have any for, for Guy. Mac Jones. I thought Mac Jones was good. I did not have Mac Jones. Overall, didn't he was good. Him. I had a hard time picking anybody on the defense to be in the top three, whether it was Guy, Godshow, Carl Davis, or some other whale on the defensive line. This weenie comes out of the game. I am sorry. Uh, three down, Greg. Number one down for the Patriots. Johnu Smith. Uh Mac Jones wanted to go to him in a crucial spot. Um, I think right before the, the 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 big sack and then the fourth down play, and he could not get off coverage. And then he tackles Ramondre Stevenson after he misses a block and turns around. He does this all the time. He misses a block and he keeps going back. Tackled Ramondre Stevenson when he could have broken off about a thirty yard run. I don't know. He didn't play much, but man, he was not good when he was out there. Jonathan Jones. Two face-masking penalties. He was charged with the job of 
carry uh, co- covering Justin Jefferson. Not that that's entirely his fault, but he got smoked. And again, you'd say he had the pick. It was a horrible throw. A guy threw it right to him, so I don't give him big points for the pick. I thought Jones gets smoked in this game. Number two down there, Greg. Yadney could just allow the most pressure four and a half on the team. Kyle Duggar. Again, batting coverage. You know, you can say he got held on the kick return. I would also say fight through it, get off the block, find a way to make the play. So I thought Duggar was a negative. I had a big problem with the secondary as a whole in this game. I thought the secondary play was poor. Okay, number three, Greg. Devin McCourty. I didn't think he was awful in this game, but to me this looked like the first time that uh, another team has sort of targeted him. And you know, while I still think he's a good middle-of-the-field free safety for the NFL, uh, he's definitely lost a step. Number three, Mass. Pilardi, the punter. You suck. <laughs> he's another one. Like I, so, so they get rid of Jake Bailey, who's getting overpaid and kicking it sideways. They bring in this guy who's making nothing and kicks it sideways. Tell me they were playing with 10 that whole time and Pulisic is coming back in. Don't don't tell me he's coming out of this. No, I think he's going back in. Uh, are we done with the three? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about Tyquan Thornton. How, do we? Where's he been? He's out there. He's playing a decent amount. Uh, you know, I thought he, um, the, you know, on the Hunter Henry play where I thought Henry got held by Harrison Smith, that third down play, Thornton was like right there. He's not supposed to be there. He runs some wrong routes. He, you know, he has issues out there. I mean, I think at this point they just need to make him like a shot guy. Just, you know, down the field, do a post, like nothing else. I, I'm, I'm already starting to get disappointed. You know, he, he flashes in camp. He flashes and he gets hurt. He comes back like I thought his first game back from injury. It was like, oh, this is going to be like a little weapon, weapony kind of guy. And I feel like he's gotten less and less and less every week. And I just bring this up because Murray was watching the thir- the Monday night game last night. What did you see, Murray? That George Pickens, who went a couple of picks after him, looks like a legitimate stud. It's not like he went completely off last night, but he made one uh, throw down the right, uh, catch down the right sideline where it's now been all over the internet. Like, you look at this guy, well, he just had, the I, body control and what he, like, you can just tell, like, this guy is a stud, and they might have missed on another wide receiver. Again, he went two picks after Thornton, and he's already put up, like, 600 yards and a couple of touchdowns for Pittsburgh. They've found their next wide receiver because that's what that team does. Uh, I mean, look, I, I like Thornton. Um, he's been better than I thought. He had a good camp. He had an injury issue. But, again, I do think you know, in the hands of this offensive coordinator. I think it's, you know, it's it's a tougher road for some of these guys. And most that pe- includes him. Most people don't care about this. I just now looked it up. That's Carl Pickens' son. Remember Carl Pickens? Yeah. Refresh my memory. Cincinnati. Okay, yes, 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 oh, yes. He yes. was good. The yes. old man was good. Yes. This kid's got the same genes. I was thinking about Elvis's mentor. But the story might have been... Who was that? Oh, uh, Carl Pickens, the okay. guitarist. Okay, keep going. But the there there was... Some, apparently, he ha- might have had an attitude problem at Georgia. So Pickens. what? Yeah. yeah, right. So well, yeah, but, oh, I we, mean, can't, we can't pick him because he might be a diva wide receiver. Right. Usually, those guys have talent. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back with your call. I can't take the pressure. Uh, oh, my oh, God. Three on one. Well, your calls right after this. Cancel. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a Point32 health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Now, more of Felger and Birch on the Sports Hub. Jones now 21 of 28. It works here on a third down and nine. As Matt takes the snap Run. and rolls right. Jones directing traffic, getting outside, chased by Hicks, throws downfield, jump ball, incomplete. Trying to toss it up to Jacoby Myers. The ball careens out of play on the far side. Had a shot at it. Coverage by Bynum. I think Jacoby's got the two bump shoulders here. Maybe he goes up and gets us if he's healthy. I thought initially Jones could have turned the corner because it was the blitz coming from the backside. Forced him to roll right. Third and two, three receivers wide to the right, two left, empty set for Jones from the gun, takes the snap. Dropping back, four-man rush. Run. Throws it down the middle to no. the left. It's incomplete. Run. Hunter Henry fell down at the 49. He says he was interfered with. No flag. Man coverage, single high. The blitz splits. I think Mac Jones could have ran for 15 yards up the middle. Those were the two failed third downs by the Patriots offense in the fourth quarter. So I just, you know, the game was on Thursday. We're all away. So I, you know, I listened to the reaction and the commentary. And I, I just, from, from the jump, from the second the game ended, I said, no, this was, they failed on offense. And I felt people were just way overrating the performance. They were just glad that it looked like a real offense there for whatever, three quarters, and Mac Jones made some plays, and okay, you finally put some points on the board and protected, and guys got open, and all of that. But, Maz, you just tell me off the air, the, the Vikings have the last-rated pass defense in the league? Yeah, based on yardage. They've allowed the most pass yards in the league of any team on average per game. Okay, so they rank 32nd in the league in passing yards allowed. You're up and down the field the entire game. You score on six of seven possessions. Then you get into the fourth quarter, and you gotta have it. And you go three and out, three and out, I think it was four and out. Uh, you got one first down on those first three possessions of the fourth quarter. I'm like, no, you actually failed offensively in this game. This was one of those games where you were going to go be going back and forth. Yes, that's in. Yes, that's in. Or did they say no? Oh, oh offside no. you. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. Fail offensively. They yeah. failed offensively on Thursday. Look, I think really when you look at it, right, and you say the yards in this game and whatever else, God. it's a it's a toothless offense. It's a toothless offense because anytime you get them in a spot where they have to do something, third down, fourth quarter, red zone, anytime you get them into one of those positions, they're one of the worst teams in the league at it. Mike, and they, what else can you gauge it on but that? They. <laughs> Just say it. They choked on offense in the fourth quarter well, with the game on the line. They I couldn't mean, do anything. They cho- couldn't execute. They couldn't call the right plays. Well, or they're just not very good, and that's where it comes out because the pressure gets ramped up, the resistance gets ramped up, and that's where you See, know, that's what I think it is. You know, I they're yeah. just not that good. No, I, I I would agree. I that, that one of my big takeaways from that game after watching it, seeing what Justin Jefferson did in the game, I thought well, without an elite 
Hall of Fame greatest of all time quarterback, the Patriots don't have enough difference makers on either side of the ball to win a lot of these games. I know I know you like to make the 0 for 10 on Mac Jones. To me, I just think it's an indictment on on their team. Without oh. Tom Brady there, an all-time great to clean up for everything, it's now exposed the Patriots personnel for being average, not special enough. Okay, so I don't make that a uh, purely a Mac Jones thing. That offsides can kiss my ass. It's ridiculous. The I don't make that fully Mac Jones. It's partially Mac Jones. It's partially Mac Jones because, you know, and we talked about this. We've talked about it forever. It's like he's had one fourth quarter comeback, and no one remembers it. And so now I do, the Houston game. Uh, but that's it. And he's, you know, they've they've been competitive in a lot of these games, and they don't come through. He's just a part of it. The defense gags, the coaching lets him down, stupid play or penalty here or there, the whole operation. And the, so the thing that I sort of now look at in in hindsight is, did a lot of these things exist during Brady's time and Brady just covered for it because he converted in those fourth quarter situations and we just gloss it over? I feel like they were more dialed in head to toe. But I'm sure, I'm sure there were close games where the Pats did a bunch of stuff that was not winning football and the quarterback just bailed him out. I mean that's unfortunately what that league is for a lot of teams who have those who have those guys and you don't have one but you know you don't have the rest either. All right, back to your phones here with Greg Bedard, Brian and Fitchburg. Go ahead, Brian. Brian and Fitchburg, you're up next with Greg Bedard. You can uh, put you on hold. How about Billy in Plastow? Hi, Billy. Uh, hey guys, um, something I don't hear anybody talking about, and I'm curious about. Um, so Mac Jones. Um, on the sideline and usually when he's losing um he's just staring at the ground uh just or staring into space not on the tablet not talking to coaches not talking to teammates he looks like a complete bozo and i think that has a lot to do with his red zone issues i'm curious what mike and greg think of it maz you can sit out because you suck and you blow and you're a hypocrite thank you okay i love billy <laughs> call why maz is a, hi- a hypocrite but no, who knows? Uh, so the, the, you're a the whole sideline situation, Greg, do you, do you discern anything there? No, uh, that's just, you know, who he is. I mean, they're all, every quarterback is different. I, I think Mac's a very cerebral guy. I think, <laughs> I think if, if there was a different offensive coordinator that he was sitting next to on the bench, I think he would be a little bit more engaged or quarterbacks coach. Um, I, I do think there's some of, you know, Mac just being like, well, I'm I know more than these guys. What do I need to really engage with them for? So I've, I've lost track of this, or I, I you know, the, I think maybe the people haven't been following following it as closely. But when he goes to the sidelines and he sits on the bench, who sits next to him? Judge. It's Judge. Yeah, but then Patricia Patricia looks over the tablet and then he comes and he gets on a knee in front of Mac Jones. So it's like uh, a triangle of suck. <laughs> it's a triangle of. Blow. I'm just going to say Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> where everything gets lost. So it's mostly Judge. Are they going over the the the, the MacBook Pro, whatever that thing's called? Uh, the the Polaroids. Are they really digging in? Uh, they do. Mac does not do that as much. He doesn't. So yeah. the caller was onto a little bit of yeah. something there. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree with that. So so why do you think that that you know what's that about? I I don't know. I mean maybe. Maybe Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and say, like, you know, we need to look at this. You know, we'll tell you what to do. You know, we don't need your input. We're the coaches here. <laughs> That's a great. That kind of thing. That's a healthy sounding who, relationship. But who was it who said earlier in the year that, that the, he didn't find the stills 
terribly helpful because it didn't indicate where guys were moving. Well, no, he said it uh, can sometimes present a false reality. Right. You was take, that Mac Jones? Yes. You, yeah. you snap a picture and it's like, well, okay, freeze frame a moment in time. You can see it from up there, but I'm going a million miles an hour. I'm looking somewhere else. And so, like, I'm sorry. I, you know, we can't see all that. It, so it presents a false reality. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Like, I, I think the stills are... I, I tend to think it's Patricia and Judge presenting them the false reality. Yeah, well, there's that, too. You know what I mean? Uh, we've got uh, Steve in the car. Go ahead, Steve. What do you got? Hey, guys. I just wanted to present the question one more time and just hang up and listen. The Belichick-Brady comparisons, uh, you know, what you guys had just mentioned as far as, uh, you know, the coaching staff being exposed with Brady no longer there. Can we finally put that conversation to rest the Brady Belichick conversation. I'll hang up and listen. I mean, I think it's obviously been put to rest. There's really nothing to there, there. There's there's nothing to say unless Bill comes back and wins at a really high level here. And until he does, it's been put to rest. Right. I, I don't think it's completely over. I mean, I think it's on life support. But I mean, if Bill not this year, but if suddenly next year he puts it all together, he win a Super Bowl. Yeah. With Mac Jones as quarterback, I'll give it to him. It's back on. Yes. You bet. Back on. Uh, Brian and Fitzburgh, are you there yet? Hey, guys, how you doing? Sorry about that. No problem. Hey, hey Greg, I mean, Bentley, uh, to, um, uh, Tavoy, whatever his name is. Tavai. I mean, uh, uh, Jennings, it's all a bucket of crap, uh, all our linebackers. <laughs> how about nobody has called him out that instead of, t- instead of taking Devin Lloyd, when you had a linebacking need, you took Cole Strange. And then two years ago, you took Kyle Duggar when you could have taken either Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen. How come nobody's calling him out on his line, uh, terrible linebackers? Okay, Brian, thanks for the call. We'll get to the Tavai contract here uh, next hour, but I think Bill, I think Bill, when it comes to linebacker, is either living in the past yep. or is just has an impossible standard. Right. You know what I mean? Like, for you to be a linebacker for Bill that he drafts highly, that he feels good about. You have to be at least 250 because you have to, you know, take on guards and you have to be stout in the run game. Yet you have to be fast. You got to be super smart because you're going to be calling defenses or you're going to be diagnosing run pass because he doesn't just want you doing one thing. He doesn't want you pinning your ears back and rushing the passer. So how many guys coming out of college are 255, run like the wind, are smart as a whip and can diagnose run pass on us if it, like, I think he's looking for something that isn't there. Like he's either got to change his defense or, you know, lower the bar or something. But- I mean, I would say to to Brian why people haven't called him out on the carpet. I think it's because, you know, we really just have last year. So far this year, statistically, they're a good defense. Now, you know, against the best defenses, they have not been good. I think I think a lot of us are waiting just for more evidence. I mean, like you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to slam him. If he comes out and he beats the Bills on Thursday night, okay, they got something. Do I think it's going to happen after watching them against the Vikings, which will look like a replay of last year? No, I don't. But they could have something cooked up for this game that they held back from the Vikings game to unleash in this game. I'm going to allow for that. But I think that's why people haven't ripped them yet. I think if we get to the end of the year and they – they can only shut down the terrible quarterbacks and the terrible offenses, and they can't get off the field against the really good offenses. Yeah, we're all going to let let them have it, double barrel, because this is now going to be 
four years going on with this, with the same type of defense, just different people. Okay, let's uh, take a closer look at the Bills game coming up and how fortunes have changed since a certain point in the season last year or even going back a year before. We'll do it after Murray's 90-second update. No commercials. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a Point32 health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 